You're listening to I Said What I Said, a sports podcast bringing you opinions not heard anywhere else. We cover everything in the world of football, basketball, and gambling. Now, stepping up to the mic, your hosts, Brad Wakai and Tyson Gentry. Welcome to I Said What I Said, a sports podcast giving you opinions not heard anywhere else. I'm your host, Brad Wakai, alongside my co-host, Tyson Gentry. Tyson, this is our last episode, our second to last episode, what? previewing an NFL football game this year. How insane is that? Does that make you sad or, or relieved? Because to me, the divisional, everyone says like conference championship weekend this is the best weekend of football the divisional round to me is my favorite just because i feel like i get two essentially full days i agree i think the divisional round is the best like this will be fun on sunday you know an awesome game followed by an awesome game but then you kind of think about it you have one game left and you have two weeks off like it's almost like a too depressing like right after on sunday well, we're sitting here on thursday night right now and i'm like missing the voice of terrible commentary throughout my house <laughs> Al Michaels putting you to sleep on Thursday Night Football. He's putting himself to sleep. I don't think Al would take offense <laughs> to that. I don't think so either. So you guys know the drill by now. We're going to go through each game in the NFL Championship Weekend, talking about the AFC Championship game, talking about the NFC Championship da- game, breaking it down from different angles. We're going to go fully in depth on that later in the week. We got our gambling episode that we're going to release. So we're not talking anything sports betting, anything like that. This is strictly X's and O's. But before we jump into that, we're going to have a full episode on all the coaching hires and things like that. But, you know, Jim Harbaugh gets the job with the Chargers. Mike Vrabel still out there. Bill Belichick did not get the Atlanta Falcons job, which was shocking to us. It's Raheem Morris. Dave Canales goes to the Panthers. So interesting stuff to break down. And uh, that that's, again, for another episode. But what do you think about this cycle so far? Well, it's been weird. I mean, I think everybody was kind of led to believe once the alert came across uh, Belichick going to a second interview with the Falcons, I think we all were like, okay, well, uh, that's probably a done deal. And then the back and forth between Harbaugh and Michigan, or the triangle, I suppose, between Harbaugh, Michigan, and L.A. was a little difficult to follow and see what the hell was going on. Um, and then Raheem Morris, he's, that's a name that everybody was floating around, but it, like it's hard to tell from the outside if these are just like, filler names so you can hit the character limit for your story or your tweet uh or whatever but um it's tough to tell right now i mean we're about to talk about a dan campbell team in the nfc title game so i'm not i'm not going to overreact to any coaching hires yeah i completely agree and so we'll have a whole breakdown of that once we get the cycle complete talking about things we got some we got some space to fill out for this weekend so nfl championship weekend preview a a lot to discuss and again this is going to be one of our shorter ones because there's only two games to break down Tyson, I think when I look at this on paper, these are the four best teams in the NFL. Like, start to finish on the year, I think really these are the four best teams that we could have gotten. Like, the most, maybe the Chiefs, you know, but it's still Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. But I think really when we start analyzing this, the Ravens were dominant all year. The 49ers, we know how good they are. The Lions beat the Chiefs week one and continue to stay hot, even amongst all the doubters. And, you know, it, when you have Patrick Mahomes and you have Andy Reid and you have that defense, you're going to look pretty good no matter if it's looked different than in years past. So I actually think we've gotten the four best teams. I think this is going to be an awesome weekend. We were one or I guess two really good Baker Mayfield drives away from from complete hilarity uh, in this weekend. But, yeah, this is what it's supposed to be, man. It's it's 
these are the best teams. This is it's this is what the NFL does. League of parity, they always say, and then uh, somehow we've had two dynasties back to back. But um, the best teams are always changing, and these are the ones. Like you can't say Buffalo is better than Kansas City. Kansas City beat them. You can't say Dallas deserved to be there um, because they got smoked by a Packers team. So uh, top four for sure. But I'm really hoping to see the top two score off. And let's dive into this because that's, that's the first one on the docket. We get the heavyweight fight early. And Tyson and I are both boxing slash UFC fans. So normally you lead into the big fight of the weekend. I think this one feels like the big the big heavyweight match. You know, Lions, Niners, that should be a fun one. It should be a good one. But I think this is the one that people want to see. So we're getting that early on. Now, we know the storyline here. Patrick Mahomes went on the road in his first playoff game. Now he has to go do it again. This is the first time that the Baltimore Ravens have hosted an AFC Championship game in their franchise's history. That place is going to be rocking. That, that place wrong, is going to be though, nuts. Right? It does. They're they're road mercenaries. You know, they're like Navy SEALs. They go to your turf and then they kill you on your own turf. That's that's what they've done in this iteration of the Ravens. Uh, I, I'm I'm pumped for this one. First time that we have MVP winners match up in the playoffs in an AFC Championship game or a championship game at age 30 or younger. So uh, these are two guys in their prime, two teams ready to roll. How do you want to take this as we discuss it? Well, let's let's start. Who's got to be better than the other? Like, uh, who has to be more? I think I heard Freddie Coleman say who has to be more Superman. But um, Pat Mahomes or Lamar Jackson, who has to be better uh, on Sunday? I think Patrick Mahomes does. I, I do. I do uh, based on the lack of talent in the receiving core and the inconsistencies that we've seen throughout the season, you know, Travis Kelsey, it looks like he's had a little resurgence in the playoffs. Again, that's against a banged up Dolphins team against a banged up Bills team. You're playing dudes now. This is the best defense in the NFL, best defense we've seen in a while. I don't know if someone like even when he's open, it's not like he's breaking runs after the catch like he used to. Like this looks still like a guy on the 17th hole, as you like to say. Rasheed Rice is awesome. If they take him out of the game, that's going to be that's going to be trouble. So I think Patrick Mahomes has to put on the cape. Lamar Jackson, it's a good offensive line, a good running attack, a great defense. I think he has to do less for the Ravens to win. What do, what do you think about that? I think Mahomes has to be uh, – the way I'm looking at it is if uh, if both of them put up their season averages for stats, who wins? And the answer is Baltimore. And so to me, that means that Patrick Mahomes has to be uh, better than Lamar Jackson. Now, if this is a – clash of the Titans and they both bring their A game. I think that the Ravens uh, are better suited to win that kind of shootout, which is a weird thing to say going into a Chiefs game in the AFC Championship. But, dude, I don't know if how many matchups like this we've gotten since Brady and Manning, right? Like, you could look forward to a Drew Brees-Aaron Rodgers matchup, and uh, it was fun. We didn't get them very often, and it didn't necessarily always feel the same because it was like, well, neither one of these two teams is probably going to win the Super Bowl. One of these two teams, you know, they're going to go into next week with a 50% chance to win the whole thing. So uh, this is pretty, pretty damn exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so I, I think when you let's start with the quarterback, because that's what everybody's going to be talking about, right? Like Patrick Mahomes, how can you go against Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs? Look what he just did last week. And that's the storyline, right? I, I, it's different for me because, it, yes, it looks like everything's solved. Like, whoa, this offense. Yes, we just knew it would be clicking. I can't emphasize enough how low low um how increased the difficulty is going to be in this game compared to what he faced the last two weeks yes it was on the road against buffalo it's a shell of itself with the way they they were injured miami's defense complete shell of itself 
the Ravens are healthy. Marlon Humphrey is expected to be back. He's been practicing. That's just another weapon in the secondary who really did a number on CJ Stroud. Now that's a rookie quarterback. This is that's not Patrick Mahomes. I get it. But this defense is clicking on all cylinders and it's done that for the entire season. So I, I just think this is going to be an increased level of difficulty for the Chiefs. Now the Ravens, I think this is going to be the best defense that they face probably since the 49ers. You know, this Chiefs defense is awesome, but we saw on film last week that there's a way that you can attack the Chiefs. Keep the ball in in the hands, be physical on the offensive front, you know, hold the time of possession. Lamar Jackson is is electric with his legs in a different way than Josh Allen, so I'm curious how that battle goes in the trenches. And they're not going to quit running the football Baltimore. We say that every week. And uh, I know we're supposed to keep it about the quarterbacks, but like this is part of the quarterback discussion. You can't True. pick on the Baltimore Ravens that you the way you picked on Buffalo in the run game. Like <laughs> that's just not going to work. <laughs> like uh, you know, stick around for our betting show later this week because we've been riding Pacheco pretty hard, and uh, we'll see if we stick with him. But it's it's really hard to run the football consistently on this Ravens defense. This might be the second best defense or the best defense that Pat Mahomes has played. Um, in the playoffs, like that Buccaneers defense was crazy, obviously, and that they had a perfect game plan for him in the Super Bowl. But uh, this team is really, really good. And, you know, it's funny. We go through the names and you list Kyle Hamilton and Marlon Humphrey. And like we were giving clowny shouts last weekend. This guy's like Geno Stone on this team that are just, you know, they're just around and we don't really pick them out. And then you check the stats and you're like, oh, that guy's got how many interceptions? And he's made how many tackles? <laughs> it's just it's a team full of killers. Um, and. Honestly, I think the NFL has made a point to not invest in linebacker over the last you know decade, and two of the four teams left have the two best linebacking cores in the NFL. Ravens yeah, the Chiefs aren't one. Oh, me too. And I think the Chiefs, you know, you just look at their linebackers; they got some dudes there too. I want to talk about injuries here now, Tyson, because I think that's going to be a big portion of this game. Mark Andrews expected to be back. He's been practicing. He says he's ready to go. He didn't want to return until he's going to be one hundred percent healthy. Apparently, he's 100% healthy coming off of his injuries. So that's something there. On the flip side for the Chiefs, Isaiah Pacheco has been sick all week. But he, he didn't practice. Probably for that little Wednesday. kid in the stands. It might have been, but that's not necessarily a great sign there. I'm not going to lie to you. And then the big one for me is their guard, Joe Tooney, I think he's going to miss this game with his pec injury. Like He's working like crazy to get back on the field. He's a left guard. It's his right pack. You can't play with that injury, like, or else it's gonna you're gonna get eaten up. So that's one player that's missing on the offensive line against that interior rush, Tyson. That spells trouble to me. Plus, the Chiefs they had a rest advantage last week against the Bills. They don't get that against the Ravens this go around. This might have to be Pat Mahomes' like best performance ever in, in order to win a game, which is uh, pretty crazy to say, you know, in the AFC title game, a guy that's played in this many Super Bowls and this many big moments. But he's got to be perfect. Kelsey's got to be perfect. Rasheed Rice has to be perfect. They have to fill in, uh, you know, for all of these. I, I, we expect Pacheco to play. And also Clyde Edwards-Alaire has looked good uh, recently. He's looked good twice against Buffalo. I don't know if that's going to – you know, continue over uh, against Baltimore, but that's at least something you can pull out if you're Andy Reid. But it, at a certain point, like the conversation we've been having all year about the Chiefs is still going to be the conversation that we're having going into the final game. And even if they win this game, we're going to talk about uh, the skill position players because it gets really, really thin, uh, really fast. And they have to be perfect, essentially, in order to score enough points to keep up uh, with the Ravens. I expect, you know, last week you were on Mahomes. 
uh, running the football. I think this week he's going to have to make something happen with his legs. Yeah, I, I agree. So are you ready to give a pick here? Who do you think is mean, advancing the, the show at all over the last <laughs> 18 weeks? I, Baltimore is going to be sitting there waiting for whoever comes out of the NFC. I don't know uh, the last time I saw a team as impressive as the Baltimore Ravens. And don't box score, uh, you know, don't send me screenshots of them only getting 300 yards in a game. They played the football game the way they want to play the football game. If they want to come out and put 46 on you, they'll do it. <laughs> if they want to come out and they think that, oh, man. You know, just control the clock and win this. They're going to win this game however they want. That's what I'm trying to say. I know Mahomes can keep it close and all of these things, and maybe he will. Baltimore just has too much. I agree. Ravens, I, I think they're going to advance. I think they're a more complete team right now. This is this is what they've been building for in that front office is putting this team around Lamar Jackson. It feels like they finally got to that point, coaching staff included, where Todd Munkin has unlocked what Lamar Jackson has been able to do, the best version of himself, and he's shown that this season. So I think the Ravens advance. I, I like the Ravens. So Tyson and I going against Mahomes, scary proposition, but we're going we're gonna to roll with Lamar Jackson here. Let's roll over to the NFC. Lions at 49ers. Now the Lions are coming off of two emotional games in Detroit. Now they got to go outdoors. It's not going to be rainy like it was in the 49ers game against the Packers. I think that's good for both quarterbacks. Like we saw Brock Purdy massively struggle when, in that weather, and we know what Jared Goff is – in poor weather, it just kind of looks similar to what we saw from Purdy. So I think both quarterbacks get a break there. Debo Samuel's the big question mark here because he has not practiced. Uh, all signs are pointing to maybe he misses this game. He's 50-50, blah, blah, blah. If you look at the betting lines, again, we have that later in the week. It, it seems like they're shading for him not playing. So if you take for that into account with what you want there, if he doesn't play – I got to say, I'm a little bit worried about what Purdy and this offense can do. But at the same time, Tyson, this Lions defense has gotten eaten alive in that secondary. So I'm a little bit both ways here. I want to throw it to you and see how you break this down. Then we can go from there. Well, don't go away from Brandon Ayuk would be like rule one. I think if you're the 49ers, even if Debo Samuel is on the field, I know Debo Samuel is an insanely electric player. You know, he plays that joker role. He does so many things well for this team, and he's one of the best pure football players in the entire NFL. Last week against the Packers, like Brandon Ayuk, I felt like, wasn't involved in the offense to the extent that you would expect when Debo Samuel misses that game. And the offense is sputtering, and part of that was the weather. Part of it was the Packers' defense was playing, you know, very, very well. Kittle was open. Uh, McCaffrey was – like, those guys are open, so, of course, it's okay to throw them the football. It's just you only have one of these elite X, go get it. I'm going to throw it up to you. We need a play. And I think that's – you know, if you had to boil down – uh, Kyle Shanahan's shortcomings it's like not doing those things in the moments that you need to do them they'll do them uh, when they're trailing and then we see uh, a giant play here or they're up by a bunch and then it's just snowballing but when games get tight uh, and they start playing underneath and playing um, conservative football it, it doesn't look great for them which brings me to my bigger point Brad I think this game you know I think the 49ers are much better I think they're more talented I think you know they're more physical the best defense in the NFC all that stuff this one's going to come down to who blinks first, man. Mm. In terms of what? I think that the Lions are going to come out ready to play, and if the San Francisco 49ers don't weather that storm the way that they did against Green Bay, because at the end of the Green Bay game, things got a little tight, and they got a little they weren't as loose as they were to start the game. And, uh, you know, the mistake started to compound a little bit on Green Bay, and then San Francisco was able to capitalize. 
those things could happen to Detroit. They just haven't yet this season. Every big moment uh, they've been in, essentially, outside of the Baltimore game where that one got away from them quick, but that's what Baltimore's done to every good team they've played. They've showed up, and they've played loose until the final whistle. Like, even the game they lose against the Cowboys. We're going for two with the offensive tackle. Like, we're out here playing ball, man. And I think if San Francisco doesn't have that same mindset, they're going to be in trouble. At the beginning of the season, San Francisco was just playing ball, and they were killing everybody. And then it got yeah, like, against Baltimore, got tight. And that's been the case that's followed around Kyle Shanahan, right? Like, yes, he's guys an incredible offensive mind. The, the roster's awesome. In the biggest moments, the guy gets tight. Like, he just overthinks things or he gets scared. Like, I don't know what it is. And I think it permeates through his teams. Like, we've seen that. Like, the, the blown game against the Falcons. It just, there was some simple, uh, with the, when he was with the Falcons in the OC there against the Patriots in the Super Bowl. The simple thing is to run the football. Like, why are you overthinking? Like, oh, maybe they think we're going to do it. So we got to do it this way. So it's just things on that front. And then with the 49ers, we've seen it throughout the years, like against the Rams, when McVay won his first Super Bowl with Matt Stafford was there. You know, in that game, some questionable decisions from Shanahan where he probably should have gone for it on fourth down. And we've seen that throughout his tenure with the 49ers. So I think that's an interesting point. Like, how do they look here? Because last week against the Packers, that whole team felt like, oh, my God, we could lose this game. What are we doing here? And it didn't help that Brock Purdy looked horrible. I'm wondering what the strategy is coming into this one. Like, do they lean on the running game? Do they lean on quick passes? I was shocked that Brandon Ayuk didn't get targeted more last week. So what's that game plan going to look like? That's mainly what I'm thinking about here, because I think if the 49ers come out and they figure out a way to attack the secondary and Brock Purdy's accurate and he looks like he has throughout the majority of the season, I have a hard time seeing the Lions really holding up in this one. Like the offense has been great. It's been awesome, but you're leaving that emotional stretch. You're you're leaving Detroit coming off of two very emotional wins, going on the road, going into a tough place to play against this type of defense. It, it spells disaster for me. Niners also coming off a close call. Does that wake them up a little bit? Are they more prepared? Are you know the coming out of that bye? Rest versus rust. What we talk, it's a topic every single year. Whether that's the case or not, it's in the rear view. This team's sharpened. This team's ready to go. They're, they're one game away from the Super Bowl. So I think that factors in as well. I'm curious to see how this looks. I think this game can go multiple different angles. You know, the Lions can either come in and hang with them like the Packers did last week, and the Lions have proven that they can win those tight games, or the 49ers come in and look like the juggernaut they've been all season, just blitz the Lions. We're like, oh, geez, right, what's the number going to be in the Super Bowl? I think we're going to know pretty quick. I think if San Francisco, and by the way, sorry if my Wi Fi is freaking out. You can think, uh, Charter, we got a little Wi Fi outage out here in Montana <laughs> at the moment. Normally uh, it's my Wi Fi. I, no, I will go with me. I think that <laughs> if San Francisco comes out and is rolling immediately and hitting explosives, uh, you know, we're getting 20 yard chunk plays, 15 yard chunk plays, uh, things like that. Or I don't know, like everybody loves Aaron Glenn. I think Aaron Glenn is like a perfect guy to, you know, be excited about. It's just. If it's if it's Aaron Glenn's adjustments at halftime versus Kyle Shanahan in a game that the 49ers have in hand, we've seen him do this to a million defensive coordinators, uh, all of whom, you know, deserve to be in the NFL. If they get this thing rolling, we're looking at, you know, a four-touchdown game for Brock Purdy, and all of a sudden we forgot about what it looked like against the Packers. I think uh, ball control, ball control, ball control. If you're the if you're the Detroit Lions, you know we love this offense. It's it's fun. There's so much pre snap motion and guys are open and uh, when it's flowing, it's it's really hard to stop. All of that is built off running the football. 
And I think that, you know, they do well to give Jameer Gibbs the ball more often uh, than, than they give the ball to Dave Montgomery in this one again. But uh, look, dude, if they're averaging four or five yards a pop, it's really hard to get these dudes off the field. Niners are the best rushing attack in terms of expected points added. The, the Lions have the second best defense in terms of expected points added with negative 0.18. So it's going to be a battle of strengths there. I'm curious to see that. But I do want to point out, it's been interesting the last couple of weeks, though. Rashad White averaged 6.1 yards per carry. They only ran the ball nine times for 55 yards. I mean, he, they were moving the ball at will there. And then against the Rams, I mean, Kyron Williams, 13 yards, 61 yards, or 13 carries, 61 yards, almost five yards of carry. So I think in this game, kind of similar to what we talked about with the Ravens, the Niners aren't going to, stop running the football. I think if anything, without Debo, they're going to lean into it a little bit more, especially with how Brock Purdy looked last week. So I think if they find success there, you know, what we, what do we know with Shanahan? He's not going to over, he's not Andy Reid. He's not going to overthink things in terms of, Oh God, I got to get the passing game involved now. Like if the run's working, he's going to run the football. And so I think we could see that if there's early success there. You just make sure to leave a, a tight end uh, who can block in on the uh, strong side or weak side, really, of your quarterback, and you might be uh, in a better spot than you were last year. The, <laughs> I like my biggest fear for this game is the Lions get too cute, which is a crazy sentence, you know, in a game that involves the 49ers. But I think uh, that's a dangerous thing for Detroit is we're going to see like the Bills last week with the Demar Hamlin fake punt. It was like you just lost mm. the football game. You might not know it right now, but you just lost a football game. We love it when they're aggressive and when it works. When it doesn't in these big spots, it's against really good teams. It's game, man. And I, I just think they have to be, you know, they don't have to be perfect to win this football game. But I think um, they have to play to the same quality of football that they played to in week one against the Chiefs. And, uh, you know, that they've continued to show it can't be when Jaron Hall walks into your building and puts up numbers. It can't be what Lamar Jackson did to you. Uh, you know, it can't really even be what happened with the Bucs. You got to be better than that. Who is playing the Ravens in the Super Bowl? The 49ers. Ooh, oh, I, I, I like the Niners too. Win this game. I didn't want to say it. Like I, It's not like I'm actively cheering against this football team. I just, I want the Lions in the Super Bowl. I, I think that'd be fantastic. And one thing I was thinking about, you always hear, Oh, this fan base travels. Our fans travel the best in the in the world. You know, we haven't seen the Lions have to go on the road in a game like that. I'm curious to see how many Detroit uh, fans show up in that in that building. Yeah, I'm, that's a good point. I'm curious too. So, Tyson and I both have Ravens Niners in the Super Bowl. That should be an awesome game, a good rematch. We, probably the two best teams in the league, but they have they have to prove it, right? That's what these championship games are for. So, closing thoughts on championship weekend before we move on for later in the week, our gambling episode. Which game do you think is going to be more competitive? Chiefs, Ravens. I think Lions and Niners. I think Lions and Niners are going to be closer. Wow. All right. Well, that should be good then. So I think the AFC is going to be tight. You think the NFC is going to be tight. Hopefully both of them are tight, unless you have some of the betting picks that Tyson will be giving out, which are going to come later in the week. So make sure to stay tuned for that. If we have anything in the meantime, Tyson, where can they find all of our betting stuff? 
It'll be in the Chalkboard app. It's an app in the App Store and Google Play. Uh, I think it's in other app stores. I don't have any of the devices to check, but I'm <laughs> sure you could find it. Uh, Chalkboard is the app name. The group name is ISWIS Presents the Roundtable Bets. Uh, we're spraying the board everywhere. So so hop in there. Um, you know, Brad just placed about 50 futures bets on the Bucks when his boy Doc Rivers uh, got the job. His favorite <laughs> coach of all time is uh, going to a conference rival. Um, but yeah, hop in the chalkboard app. It's free. We'll let you write in whatever you're playing. We want to hear about it. And in the meantime, like, subscribe, and share the show. If you're watching on YouTube, you know the drill. Smash that like button on the way out. If you're listening in podcast form, uh, go ahead and send a five star, send us a comment, whatever the case may be. We appreciate the support. It helps us become more discoverable in the algorithm. Stay connected with us on socials as well. X, Instagram, TikTok. It's the same handle at ISWIS underscore pod. Been teasing it. Gambling episode coming next for you. We'll try to make you some money. Tyson's been red hot. I got to get my stuff together so that we can end on a positive note. (laughs) But make sure to catch that episode. We'll talk to y'all then. Peace. Thanks for listening to the I Said What I Said podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. While you're there, please rate and review the show so others find out about the show. We'll catch you on the next episode of I Said What I Said.